Hello, and welcome to Molly Movie Club. I'm Casey Miratori. I'm Anna Rutberg. And today's movie selection for the movie club is The Lobster by <laughs> Yorgos Lanthimos, maybe? Yes, yes, yes. We don't know how to pronounce Greek names at all. That's right. Very bad at it. I really like this movie. Do you? Yeah. It's so unusual. It's very unusual. Uh, the tone and, you know, one of the weirdest things is actually, I think, the something that is seems to be clearly something, like a directing thing, which is the way the actors are saying things. Uh, yes. It's so clearly intentional. Yes. Like the director is saying, I want you to say this in the most, like, stilted, flat awkward way possible it's it's such an unusual way of having your actors speak it is yeah it's it's one of those things that i'm not sure i quite understand it either like i don't really quite get why that's yeah. happening personally i think this movie is a bit of a mixed bag for me mm-hmm. i think it's one of those movies that is half and half mm-hmm. i don't remember the favorite perfectly but I feel like it was less half and half. It was more like just good mm-hmm. overall, like just good period. Yeah. This movie, I feel like, has a lot of really interesting ideas in it. And it has interesting ideas about presentation of those of those ideas. It doesn't add up to a particularly watchable movie for me. Interesting. A lot of the movie, I'm I'm honestly just bored. Hmm. Because I got the idea already, and there's really nothing else in the scene. That's one of the biggest problems that I have with it. And so I've seen it twice, and I felt almost exactly the same both times, mm-hmm. which is that that feeling. Okay. This movie has so many interesting ideas in it that I think that masks a certain... <sighs> I kind of want to say, like, deadness to what's actually going on in the film. Mm -hmm. Not sure how to explain this, but if you think about story-wise what's going on, it's essentially a road picture. So it's set up so that at no point do you really have much of an idea of what the stakes are in a scene. So you're just kind of seeing vignettes. Like, oh, okay, you know... I I see this scene where they watch, you know, a presentation yeah, by I mean, the two never, people. You never know where things are going at any point. And you don't really know, like, beyond just the fact vaguely that, like, the character is, like, you are told that the character will be turned into an animal if they aren't, you know, that they have end days to, to do this or mm-hmm. something, right? But at no point do you actually feel like the character is really part of a part of his own plot like part of his own agency he kind of just feels like he's there and sort of just doing whatever the thing is that he's doing at that time i never felt connected to the character in like i'm i'm invested in him doing something but the weird thing Does is that makes sense yes but at the same time i feel like that's like that feels to me like an intentional choice. I mean, even with the way that the characters speak, they all speak in this like weird, disconnected way that's all the same. There's this intentional attempt to make everyone feel kind of uh, not unique and the same. I think that's, I mean, story-wise, it's like 
to me, it kind of fits because it's like, you know, they go to this hotel trying to find love, basically. And the ways in which they're looking to, like, pair up with each other are all these superficial things, right? It's like, oh, I have a limp and she has a limp. I have nosebleeds and she has nosebleeds. Uh, We're both nearsighted, right? Like these superficial things. No one is getting deeper, right? No one is is looking deeper into the other person. There's everything feels like that surface level kind of thing. Uh, again, I I actually I totally agree that I think all of it's intentional. I mean, I think, like I said, especially having seen the favorite as well, I think this writer director is obviously very good, and I don't think he's doing things unintentionally or like making mistakes. Right. So I don't think it's like oh he was trying to do this and failed. I agree he was probably trying to do what he did. The problem for me is that that thing just isn't very interesting to watch hmm. because it's too long for the number of things that I actually have to think about while I'm watching it. And if I was going to contrast it, for example, with – I'm not going to contrast it with Scott Pilgrim because that would, was kind of a waste of a film. <laughs> uh, but if I was contrasting it with When Harry Met Sally, which was another film in this month – So in When Harry Met Sally, there's a tremendous amount of, like, dynamism and engagement in the interactions between the characters. So you're always kind of interested to see how they interact. So why am I watching this film? Well, I'm watching it because every time these two characters get together, they have an interesting interchange and they say something interesting. In this film, as you say, possibly intentionally, That will never happen. There will never really be an interesting discussion between any characters in this film. So the only interesting things come in learning the oddities of this weird metaphor that they've created for relationships and dating and how society views that. Uh, You learn a lot of those and they're interesting Mm -hmm. ideas, but... That's not enough. You can't have five-minute scenes where I learn one thing. That's just not a watchable movie for me. I'm just really bored the rest of the time. Because, like, they start having this conversation, and I'm like, I get it. I see exactly what you're saying. I I have some ideas about how that connects to the larger picture. The rest of the scene is irrelevant. And, like, you know, there'll be entire scenes of, like, slow motion of like someone doing something like there's no information in the scene. So I at all. That's I mean this comes down to once again I think a Casey and Anna yeah. different different brains thing because I actually I really enjoy watching this movie. Okay. I'm I'm never bored. Interesting. <laughs> uh I This is similar to the thin red line in that respect. Yeah, I I really like this uh director's filmmaking. Uh, he sets up some very interesting shots. Mm-hmm. I think his cinematography is really nice. It's very desaturated. Yes, but I kind of like. I like the the way that his world feels in this. I like the odd performances. To to me, it just gives it this really unsettling feel throughout the whole movie. This feeling of of danger at at all times, which to, keeps me interested. Like I want to know what's going to happen because of that thing we talked about earlier of of never knowing what's going to be the next scene right never knowing what's going to be the next thing for me that keeps me really engaged because i have no idea where this thing is going right it's constantly throwing out these like new weird ideas at you um and the way it kind of unrolls them for me is really interesting it keeps me really engaged um and i i don't know it's just such an unusual movie 
And I just I really enjoy watching it because of how different it is. Yeah. And I guess what I would say is I enjoy the ideas for for their worth, like because I do like and and I like the fact that it's committed to those ideas, meaning that they seem to play them through fairly, you know, fairly well, it takes it takes its the, it takes its premise very seriously. It takes I guess. It seriously. Like you know, an example would be like when they're in the woods for loners, the loners' woods. Uh, there's always like an animal in the background. Yes, and they went out of their way to make sure those animals were very incongruous, so that you knew that those were like some those were people who had picked a weird yeah. animal because it's like right? a because camel. Like, there's or not going to be yeah. a camel. <laughs> Or, you know, a peacock or, or whatever pony, or yeah. in that woods, right? Mm-hmm. Does it fit the biome? So, you know, I like the fact that they had thought through like, oh, we can use that element to make an interesting visual thing later, which kind of lets you know what happens to those people and mm-hmm. whatever. So, you know, I like that premise. I like the fact that they open with somebody shooting at an animal. That the presumably, opening is, right? is really just a, a bold, interesting opening. It's yes. It's uh, it grabs you right from the start, at least for me. Yeah, uh, because then, like after you learn that that's what happens, it, it, you can then imagine like, oh, why did that person want to kill that? Well, that because it was another person, presumably that they knew, right? Mm-hmm. So you know, I mean, I like that stuff, and I do think all that's interesting. But I just, it's not enough for me to like screenplay wise. Because again, I consume movies mostly for the screenplay. Once in a while, there's a movie that looks so good. You know, I'm thinking maybe like a Miyazaki film or something. I can enjoy be- just because it looks, mm. you know, really good. What, why are you smirking at me? It's just it's it's just the same the same as always thing of like yeah it's like, not visuals can't ca- almost yeah. never can well, it, carry a movie for me they it, can carry yeah. a movie for you well, screenplay not, screenplay can carry a movie I, for me even if the visuals are crap and they they, they don't so much for I you, wouldn't but. say it's like visuals versus screenplay or something for me I would say it's the whole picture it's the entire thing because there's so much in a movie. More than just a screenplay and visuals. There's acting, there's directing, right? There's there's the music. There's all these things coming together. And for me, movies are that combination well, of things. Well, maybe we should say there's orchestration. There's like the, the, there's the, you know, there's how you chose to assign the instruments and conduct the orchestra yeah. and all that, right? And then there's like, what did you write down on the score? You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm like... I can be carried by what's written down on the score. I can't be carried on the orchestration. I think the opposite is true for you. If both are working, we both seem to like a movie. I mean, I don't if know that's only a- one of them is working and the other one is not quite working, I feel like which one it is will determine which of us gives the movie a thumbs up. Like a screenplay, like Pure, very purely good movie, screenplay, purely screenplay movie. I'm thinking like um, I Heart Huckabee's. I'm like yes, and you're like no. A purely visual movie, I think we... I don't know if we've got I don't one, know. but... I would say... I don't know if that's true. I mean, Scott Pilgrim last week is a good example of a movie that had really good in- visual stuff going on, but a weak screenplay, and I I was not engaged at all with it. So I think it's not... It's, for me, it's not just visuals, as I said. I think it's a combination yeah. of all the things. Yeah. And if if the screenplay is so weak, in the case of like Scott Pilgrim, that it brings the rest of the movie down, then I don't like it. But I, I think... There's ne- there's never just like 100% or 0%, right? Like everything usually things fall within some 
middle well, it's not zero percent, right? But it's like, yeah, I, I don't think I would want to watch a movie that had zero percent production value <laughs> either. I mean, maybe. Yeah, I mean, no, you, saying, you could argue that Clerks is that movie, and I liked it. Yeah, so, I'm just saying, like, I don't know. you know, for me, all of the things in this movie, everything comes together. Yorgos Lanthimos clearly has a vision here. Like, he has a creative style. Yeah, he knew what this was supposed to feel like when he watched it. I think I like watching movies like that. I like watching movies where someone had an idea, and it was never an idea I was ever going to think of in a million years, right? Mm -hmm. Or execute in that way. Mm -hmm. And they're doing it, and I am really enjoying that experience because it is so different than than how my brain would like construct something right yeah and so i think that's one of the reasons like that's for me the reason i really like watching this movie like i remember this movie very well from the first i mean i saw it what back 2015 i think when it came out i saw in the theater yeah and so much of it stuck with me Mm. like i was i was shocked at how much i remembered because i think it's super memorable like there's some really unusual stuff in this movie and it sticks with you it sticks in your head and that's special to me i guess because i don't think that's that common and so i just i just really enjoy it i enjoy not knowing what i'm going to see next not knowing where things are going i also think you know the the chemistry between um oh my gosh what are the actors rachel weiss and colin Colin Farrell. farrell uh I actually think for, for when they meet and they have a chemistry, like you can feel that and you can feel the difference in that relationship versus all of the ones that people are trying to force, right? Which I really enjoy. I'm like, you can feel when there's like a natural clicking between two people, when it just kind of clicks, right? Yeah. Um, and yet they're still trying to like find those superficial things, right? They're still like hung up on on that thing. Like, oh, we both need to be nearsighted. Uh and like I, the last shot, like one of the things I actually remember the most clearly from this movie is the ending, when he goes into the bathroom and you don't know what he's gonna do, and then yeah. he, you don't know what happened. You don't know. Yeah. Does he show up? It's a really long period of time that yeah. they show her sitting there. Yep. Does he leave her? You yeah. know. Uh, I and it's just that ending is so brilliant to me. Uh, I like the ending too. Like I said, I like most of the. I like most of the mechanics of what's going on in this movie. I like the fact that they sort of have that that idea that, like, if you're walking around without a marriage license, <laughs> you know that they're gonna pick they're gonna like pick you up and presumably yeah. you take know what you. It kind of feels like it feels like for when I was when I was like probably a teen and then my twenties. There was this like fad in young adult fiction. Of like, let's create this dystopia that's like related to some weird thing. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, there, there was like an infinite number of these books. And I feel like this movie is basically taking that that sort of idea. Like, let's make a dystopia about like one thing. Like in this yeah. case, being in a relationship. But it's like super dark and super adult. And uh, I also, I just think I really like that because I enjoy, I enjoy these like weird dystopia concept things. So... One of the things that the main character also does in this movie for some reason is he's kind of, like, fixated on the concept of, like, your vision being... Like, we see right at the beginning, he's asks his wife or his... Uh, yeah, his wife or... Were they married? I can't remember if they were technically married now. So he was with someone for 12 years. 
but when they when they break up, you see him ask mm-hmm. if the person he's that she is leaving him for has contact lenses or glasses, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So it's like for him, that's like this thing. It's like mm-hmm. you know the the. It's very important for some reason, yeah, yeah. right? It's like that, the things that we think are important about ourselves or other people are actually like yeah. completely pointless and stupid. Yeah. But we get so fixated on those things. Yeah. I don't know, like, I don't know how much there's to say about the other aspects of the movie. I I liked a few little throwaway bits as well. Like, I enjoyed the fact that at one point the the sadist says, when mm-hmm. asked, like, what happens if you break the rules, she says they turn you into the animal no one wants to be, but they never they tell never you what, what that is, <laughs> which I thought was kind of clever. It's just a nice little, like... Uh, gotcha to the audience mm-hmm, right mm-hmm. uh so that i liked that sort of stuff i liked the fact that there was you know a good explanation for why the maid helps him out because she's actually a, a mole mm-hmm. uh i liked the sort of the the degree to which everyone was like faking the thing that they had in common yes. with another person yeah and so you know i liked that stuff i will say i thought there were some things that maybe didn't weren't as smooth as they could be and that's because there's constant this constant nagging like in the real world people who are desperate will pair up more easily than this film portrays and that constantly kind of was nagging at me a little bit it's not that i can't think of reasons why you wanted to write a movie where that wasn't happening or ways you could explain why that's not happening it more just nagged at me so like for example the fact that the people in the movie you know you've got colin colin farrell interacts with the girl with the who has nice hair Mm -hmm. you know if it's really her last day it's weird that they wouldn't just pair up or something right like yeah it's that's not really how it works in the real world at all you know, an attractive woman who really needs a partner is going to get one. It's not plausible that this would be happening. Well, and so it's it's the problem with the film to me on that front is I can understand saying we're making a metaphor more about you. The, in this world, you have to pair up with someone you really have feelings for, or something. I mean, they're right? trying to they're trying to make it be a thing where it's like you can't um, fake it. If you fake it, you get punished, right? Like. But, but two things. One, people fake. People are faking yeah. it in in the movie too. Yes. So obviously you don't really get no, punished that yeah. well. I mean, one of the main sort of subplots is the 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 guy who pretends to get the bloody yeah. nose. Two, know. it seems like actually other people will cover for you. So the movie didn't take that premise seriously. Like the the woman that the nosebleed guy is with seems to want to just pretend that it's still true which is what you would expect someone to do, right, in the but, real world. Uh, the sadist girl doesn't want to, but, you know, maybe that's just because she's a sadist. And also she has 145 days left, so she's not under any particular pressure. So to me, one problem with this movie is that people aren't acting very desperate. They sometimes are, like the guy who's faking the nosebleed, you could argue that's sort of desperate, maybe, but a lot of the other people aren't really. And, like, for example, also that woman who throws herself out the window. Mm-hmm. She's acting desperate. The rest of the people aren't really. And it's kind of confusing. 
the reason it's confusing is because in the metaphor, they really are under extreme danger. They will be turned into an animal, right? Mm -hmm. In the real world, you are not under extreme danger, right? You know, yet nobody really wants to live alone forever, maybe, or like most people don't. And you do have like this pressure to like find someone and there's a little of that, but not I'm going to get turned into an animal in 40 days, right? So there's a mismatch between the metaphor and the real world. And it was constantly nagging at Hmm. me because I'm like, on the one hand, this movie isn't so weird that I'm not connecting it to the real world. It's still quite, it feels quite connected or trying to connect to the real world. On the other hand, I can't, what I'm seeing doesn't really map onto anything. And that was always a problem for me throughout most of the film. And it happens twice. I felt that disconnect with the whole first half plot and the whole second half plot because in the real world, if two loners fall in love, they just get together. There aren't barriers to that. Like, really, the things that they're suggesting happening, like, that there are these, you know, people you hang out with who are going to, like, really, like, go through infinite lengths, even if those people aren't even your friends, right? Infinite lengths to stop you, not real, right? So it's one of the problems is the metaphor breaks down a lot. And if it was just incidental things, I would say it doesn't really nag at me that much. But the problem with this movie is that it's crucial things. Like, I'm not sure how to really map a lot of the things onto anything real because there are these really significant barriers where that's not right. So it would have been nice and it would have been a lot more pleasant for me to watch if there had been more thought given to how does this actually reflect the real world more? Because I'm not really getting much out of it. It's more just, it's more like watching an Aesop's fable or something like that, where it's just like totally not really the real world, you know, like, and it's just kind of bizarre, like Hansel and Gretel or something like that. It feels more like watching something like that. And to me, that ends up making the, all of the work done to construct these things that do echo the real world. They're kind of hollow at the end. So so that was another major problem for me. It's not that big of a deal because I enjoyed the ideas anyway. But it did make the movie add up to a lot less than the sum of its parts. Yeah, I, I, I feel like I pretty strongly disagree, I think, on some of that. Especially like the example, the first example you gave of the of the blonde girl. Where you're like, oh, well, an attractive woman will just get a guy. Like, that's not, uh, that's just not true. <laughs> like, it totally it, if it's somebody not, needed not. to, if an attractive person, guy or girl, needs to find uh, someone to be in a relationship with in 40 days, they will. Period. But, but some people just won't. Like it, No, period. That's not true. It is definitely true. That is definitely not true. If you literally were going to get turned into an animal in 40 days, yes, they would. I guarantee you. People find relationships for less than that threat. Some people do, but some no, people don't. No, everyone would if they had the opportunity to do so. Turned into an animal. Yeah, but I think I think some people are just self-defeating. Or not self-defeating, but some people are just like they're picky. They just if there's if they don't find the right person, they won't do it. Like that's turned into an animal. Yes. No. I mean, I agree with you that there are some people who wouldn't. They are the 0.00001% of people. 
They are not any average person. An average person will go to great lengths to save themselves. This is a trivial thing to do to save I yourself. I guess, but I mean, like, I know, I, know, I know examples of people in my real life who... Attractive know. people who you think in 40 days were going to basically be killed, they would not no, be able who, to find a partner. people who have had options... Yeah, because they weren't under that kind of pressure. But I mean, some people are, you know, like if you're, fema- if you're female and you want to have kids, like there's no, pressure. No, you're, nothing's going to happen to you. Um, I guess, but it's like. It's basically a death sentence. It's not really presented as a death sentence. It's presented as like a, you get to go on living as like a different, a different type of life. Um, but it's like, for me, it connect, it does connect to reality. Because it's I think like, it's too harsh. That's what I'm saying. It's, it's but I it's think for too me that's harsh. part of the that's part of like the dark humor of it, where it's like relationship. The, the entire f- focus of this movie, everything in this society that they presented, is about a relationship, right? So in, in real life, like nobody, it, relationships aren't that important, right? Like the, our society is not completely structured around people being in monogamous relationships, right? So it's like. This movie is taking that and pushing it to the extremes, but but the actual but not the behaviors. That's right, right. my point, so and saying, that doesn't work that well. Oh, because like I, for me, I kind of like that where it's like people are still just acting like people. Like they are acting, they are acting like normal. I mean, not completely normal people because everyone is this weird way of speaking and way of behaving that's like feels not human, almost like not quite human. It doesn't feel human, yeah. And but but I kind of I kind of like that that uncomfortable feeling of like the stakes are higher than they ever are in in real life or they're different they're strange right they're these unusual stakes but people are still people like they're still doing the same like they they aren't treating the relationships any differently really than people treat relationships without yes. those high stakes and I I like that I guess right and I'm saying I did not yeah. like that and the reason for that is again like. I mean, I think we talked about this previously in other things past. I very much map the world of the movie as it is presented to me. I'm like in there, you know, <laughs> and I'm like really, really going like, okay, so this is this is the real way that this movie is, and what does that mean, right? And so for me, it's just really hard to cross that gap. It just doesn't feel right. Hmm. Uh, it feels like okay, well, these aren't actual people. That's what it feels like because you've put them in a metaphor where their behavior makes very little sense Yeah, for the metaphorical situation. And one of the problems – so with metaphors, they need to be able to illuminate something naturally. If you're going to make a metaphor that makes it harder to understand something, to me that's actually bad, right? Because now it's like, well, rather than a metaphor that helps us examine something, this is a metaphor that makes it harder to examine something. Again, it still got an interesting movie out of it. I like the ideas, but if I want it to add up to something, like a good statement, like something that actually says something about life, I think it fails because it's it does a worse job showing how this actually is than a different movie maybe with a different metaphor that actually lined up the things so their behaviors felt more natural and more examinable. I mean, it's, Whereas this one that just feels incongruous. Like no one would do that if this was how much pressure they were under. They would be behaving very differently. Maybe. I don't know. For me, I, I think I find that contrast 
that 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 thing you just said, like the way that people are behaving in this movie yeah. is unusual. And I like that. OK, it's kind of interesting in this month, the the rom-coms month. It's it better not be rom-coms month. This is not a comedy I guess you count extremely it's like dark. Black, it's black comedy. There dark, is dark one. Term. There is one part that I laughed at. I mean, there's definitely some funny stuff. It's not like laugh out loud funny, but there are. I would say throughout the entire movie, there's like dark, dark funny stuff. When um, Colin Farrell is trying to date the sadist, and he kicks that little girl. Yeah. The, I I literally mm-hmm. burst out laughing because like he it was such a great performance. I, I mean. I should mention Colin Farrell absolutely nails this performance. Like you said, the director is asking him to do something very unusual. And I don't know that – I'm not sure how easy that is to really pull off. And he absolutely does it. He has all the yeah. pauses are just right. Well, and the, the problems with the delivery and the thought process you can see going on in his head are all like very good. And, you know, that scene where he kicks the little girl, I don't – it's hard to think of that as being funny. But he does it – in such a great, like, it's like it's an, he's trying to think of what to do to appear to be sadistic. And so he just kind of like does this little kick. And a- after he says like some mean things, and it's just obviously so unnatural that it cracked me up. So when, the, like, when she kills his brother, the dog, when she yeah. kills his brother and she comes up to him in bed and says she's done it. I found his his uh, facial expressions to be like, it was so, his acting in that scene in particular was so good. He was still doing that flat line delivery thing, yeah. but behind the eyes, you can tell he's just yes. destroyed, right? Yeah. And it was like really, really, really well done. Yeah. Um, but to get back to sort of what I was saying, you know, comparing this movie, in terms of talking about relationships, the nature of relationships, uh-huh. comparing it to something like When Harry Met Sally, right? Uh-huh. When Harry Met Sally is so much more relatable and kind of grounded in in reality and real relationships in this way that feels really authentic, right? Yes. This movie to me feels like a really cynical take on on relationships, right? Like at at no point in this movie do you ever get the feeling like you get in when Harry Met Sally between Harry and Sally, like that level of of like what love is right like what what actual relationships are and what love is like what that chemistry feels like at no point in this movie do you ever come close to that like the the movie remains so cynical about relationships like with the two characters who do have chemistry right with Colin Farrell and Richard Weiss it's like even up until the end he's still caught up on this you know will will do we still match up now that you're blind uh you know he's still hung up on these things I mean so this is again why I say that this movie has trouble adding up to for me. So no, actually, it's not just that he's hung up on it. That would make more sense. She's hung up on it as well because it sounds like from the dialogue we have in the movie that it's actually a requirement. That they have something, that they yes. have the... Yeah. Like she says that they can't have sex because they don't have that in common anymore. Yes, yeah. So he doesn't say that. He's not hung up on that. She is. Well, I think every. I think they both are. No, he was fine with it. Well, he no for a while. Remember, he 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 kind of leaves for a while. Like he didn't bring her the rabbits. Like for a while, he just doesn't go see her. But then he kind of comes back. That's after. After she's blinded. That's after she says they can't have sex, right? Yeah. So so I didn't get the sense that he was hung up on it. I got the sense that this was either this was a requirement or something societally, meaning like it's not optional. But I just, so, I, I still think, like, for me, that come it comes across with this really... 
But you see what I'm saying? Yeah. These, these, these are obstacles to having an interpretation of the movie that actually comports with the real world. You can't interpret it as a hang-up because both people believe that it is an enforced rule. So it's not a hang-up. Yeah. Right. But I mean, I think... and I, but but this is important, right? Like that's an important difference between a movie that you can interpret as mapping onto something in a real way. The the movie goes out of its way to ensure you can never extract an actual meaning that applies to life from this film, which to me is an issue. Yeah, I mean, I think for me, I I come away with this movie not feeling like it's trying to be purely a metaphor like it's it's trying to tell this strange dystopian Correct. story of this world yes. that doesn't completely map onto any real situation right like there's there's bits and pieces about real relationships that factor into this world it's but like it, inspired it by the real world yes. but doesn't actually apply to it it's not supposed to be like every single thing maps to something in the real world it's like we kind of took these ideas about relationships and society and whatever and like built this strange dystopian right. yes. kind of world. And that's why I say it it it's like the sum is less than the than the or the, the whole is less than some of the parts in this movie. Because the ideas are in isolation. They they can't work together because the movie explicitly seems to not want them to. Meaning it doesn't want to say something about a real situation. It always wants to talk explicitly about its its, it's fake, world. Yeah. you know, situation that it's created. And that's fine, but again, it does the thing I just said, which is it prevents you from ever really taking a deep thing away from the movie, which is fine, but it's yet another reason why I was less enamored yeah. with this movie because well, it really is, to me, just a collection of ideas that don't really result in scenes that I think are that interesting when I watch them and that doesn't really say much to me on a deeper level. So I'm kind of literally just left watching the ideas for what they are, which is fine, but maybe... An hour would have sufficed for that. Mm. I didn't need to, you know. Um, there's a lot of indulgence in this movie. There's a lot of shots that go on for a long time. Mm-hmm. And I, there's not that much in them for me. You know, I'm done watching yeah, where, them usually I, pretty early. Whereas I like, I, I because I find the, well, the movie so. to be really well shot, mm. he does a lot of interesting framing. Like there's some really interesting shot compositions and stuff. Um, I really like the colors or lack thereof. Or the lack thereof. Yeah, the the look of it. I like the the odd performances. Mm-hmm. I like all of that so much that I think I like I'm never bored. Mm-hmm. I'm always I'm always engrossed and really enjoying myself. And it's also a movie that I I really enjoy revisiting. Like I would totally watch again, right? Um I do see what you're saying and I actually kind of agree with you. Right. I don't I don't find that makes me disengage with the movie or something. Like I yeah. Uh, I agree that it's like, yeah, the, the metaphor is not like a perfect, pure metaphor where everything lines up perfectly to mean something bigger. It's like, you know, ultimately we're telling this weird dystopian story of this strange situation. And I, I just enjoy that even for what it is, right? For just like the mm-hmm. world that we're seeing here. I uh, I really like that. Yeah. So I guess, is there, do we have any more to say, really? I don't think I do. Like I said before, I... I like the movie, meaning I like having watched the movie. I think the ideas are interesting. I just, on the whole, don't think the movie comes together as a particularly enjoyable movie for me to watch, but mostly because of boredom. It's mostly just there's not enough in it for me to stay engaged on 
two fronts. One, scenes just don't have very much going on in them in general. Uh, and I think that's, you know, like when you compare it to something like, like When Harry Met Sally, again, this movie's makes a, a stylistic choice that everything is very compact and terse. Yes. And that's fine, but you have to figure out a way to make the scene very interesting without dialogue. And I don't really feel like that happens in this movie. It, it, it crossed that line for you, didn't cross that line for me. So, uh, you know, I, I think another movie I might compare it to is like 2001, where not mm-hmm. very much is said, but, you know, the movie is kind of carried by what the images look like on the screen. This movie is nowhere close to a Kubrick film for me. It also, doesn't. It, to me, it doesn't feel anywhere as slow, and it's nowhere as long. Like it's not that. But long. I'm just saying, like 2001 has longer shots with less dialogue, and it is often time. I do get a little bit bored when watching it, but not nearly as much. The reason for that is the shot composition and visual quality to me is gets up into the like beautiful paint territory. This movie doesn't. It looks fine. It never looks like, oh, I want to look at that image again. It never has that quality to it. It's just fine, right? It's just decent. I never go like, oh, wow, that that's a beautiful looking still, you know? I'd hang a picture from 2001 on my wall. There's nothing from this movie I'd ever hang on a wall, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so it never quite gets to that it's art abstractly point to me. And so, you know, I I really am literally just left waiting for the next scene because I already got this scene. Like, I get it. I'm done. I know exactly what you're talking about. And we can move on now. So there's that problem. uh, And the other problem I mentioned before is I just don't buy in very much. The reason I don't buy in is because there's just there's not much agency. There's not a lot of like, oh, we're trying to do X. Will we succeed or not? This is not a lot of that. So there's not a lot of like me being invested in what the outcome of a scene is in fact at no point in this movie up until the last scene which i agree is is a good scene other than that scene there's almost no scene where i'm invested in the outcome meaning i've been wondering this whole time will the character do x or y what will they do right or something none of that it's just like the next scene is whatever the next scene is and then it happens right so that's also a problem because not only am I not super enjoying watching the scenes, but I'm also not invested in the scenes. So I'm really just kind of bored. Hmm. Right. Uh, and so there's too many things not happening. If you changed one of those, if it did look like The Shining or something like that, if it does instead have me bought in, like I'm wondering which decision will, you know, will will Colin Farrell make or whatever it probably could have gotten over that hump. There were things it probably could have done. I don't know exactly what they are. I think about it. But they could have tweaked one of those dials, and then I would be more brought in. Because I do like the premise. I do like the idea that they've created this weird world with these like rules about relationships. But in the end, it just doesn't cross, it doesn't cross the finish line for me. Hmm. Well, agree to disagree on this one. So I guess, I guess that's it for The Lobster. 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 That's it for the lobster. All right. Well, we will be back next week with an oldie, which neither of us have seen, uh, The Philadelphia Story. Yeah, I'm not looking forward to that. Yeah, that's going to probably be a rough be one for you. Although I've never seen it. I don't know. Maybe it's great. Um, I, I I seem to struggle with old comedies. Well, uh, you know, go in with an open mind. We don't know. We yeah. don't know. 
Well, the good news is I'm going in with like the lowest possible expectations. (laughs) So if it delivers comedy at all, I might be like, pleasantly surprised okay because i'm expecting yeah. it to just be like insufferable right <laughs> so so it doesn't have to clear much i'm thinking like bringing up baby mr blanding's brother's dream we house those kind of things we don't know if we go into it and it's better than those things i'm i'm might be like pleasantly surprised All right. you might hear some positive things from me next time so we'll see but it doesn't have a high bar to clear let's put it that way well we'll find out so we'll see you next week uh for the last week in our romantic comedies month. Also, we'll probably pretty soon here start some movie picking, or maybe not, because next month might be a Casey Picks month. We'll there see. was talk of there being a Casey Picks month. Oh, so, because it was not really a Casey Picks. It's that someone had asked for uh, a Spider-Man and Avengers critique from me, like superhero movies critique, and. I was trying to think of like how I would structure a month to do that. Well, well, I'm so just it's, saying it's less a Casey picks and more of a viewer picks. Well, but yes, but Casey curates. Casey curates. Yeah, we'll see. We'll we'll have a post. Uh, we'll post about that sometime in the fairly near future. So we'll let you know what uh, March will be. Sounds good. All right. Well, until then, thanks for fun. watching, everybody, or thanks for listening. I should say. Thanks for listening. Yeah. And watching the movie. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Bye. Bye.